given the notices sitting down before. <laughs> um, good morning and welcome to our worship at Hillhead Baptist. Um, our worship this morning, um, as you can probably tell, is led by Lena um, and Lena will be in conversation with Joan. Um, thank you to all of you who have donated so far to our harvest campaign for Operation Agri. So far we've raised £475 and the Just Giving page will remain open until next Saturday. I will send out another reminder midweek. Um, I have noticed that every time I send a reminder it does prompt another couple of people to remember to give. So um, I will continue to send some reminders this week but thank you to all who've given so far. Another reminder of the invitation that we've received from the members of Union Street Baptist and crew to join them for Katrina's induction on Saturday the 28th. I know a few people are planning to attend to represent us, which is great, but if anyone else um, wants to go, then um, chat to one of the managers and uh, we'll, we'll put you in touch with some other folks who are going. The Sunday before that, Sunday the 22nd, we will be welcoming our outgoing BMS mission partner, Joy Ransom, who is retiring. We look forward to meeting Joy and we hope that as many people as possible can be there at that service. Our midweek conversations group will meet on Tuesday at 7pm and the coffee club will meet as usual at 10.30 to 12 on Wednesday at Esquire House in Annie's Land. Next week we will meet here as usual in the hotel when our worship will be led by Neil. These are all our notices. Thank you, Holly. Thank you also for those who joined a bit earlier and so... We practice together some of the songs that, well, all of the songs we practice that we will sing today. You will have noticed that several of them come from a particular collection that finally was brought to fruition a year ago, pretty much on the date almost. And that is a European Baptist Federation songbook, the purpose of which was to collect songs and hymns that would be sung in different parts of Europe. Well, Europe loosely defined. We have Middle East and even Egypt in, in our European Baptist Federation. So today we're going to sing a couple of those songs from there. Some of them we've done before, but a long time ago. And if you'd rather listen, that's also totally fine. 
Um, but we'll start with an old 17th century hymn that I grew up with because my own great-grandma used to sing it unaccompanied. Um, it, the hymn spread throughout the German-speaking lands, including Prussian Lithuania, where she was born and where later I was born. And there it was translated into Lithuanian and given a local tune. So it started as one thing, then was translated, and the tune was changed, which is often the fascinating thing that happens with our hymns as they travel throughout the world. So here it is, an invitation to recall together the greatness and the love of our God. We celebrate you in stillness. If you are able to, you're invited to stand as we sing.
We celebrate you in stillness, the hymn says. Oh God of all, as we come to you, it may be that we already find ourselves in stillness, but perhaps not. Perhaps there's quite a lot of anxiety, chaos, or pain, or even conflict within or around us. And if that is the case, we ask that you would help us to become more still and to meet you in the stillness that comes from you as your gift. Grant us also stillness to us as a congregation so that together we would be able to listen attentively, to watch observantly, to sense deeply your greatness and your love. As we gather in Jesus' name, may he be with us, just as he promised. And so, with one heart, even in different languages and in different places, online and here in sight, we now pray together in the words which our Lord Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This day give us thy daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In a moment or two, Katrina is going to read one of the Psalms for us. We often hear it read in the church services, read, but actually, Psalms were composed as songs to be sung, to be heard. Really, they are a hymn book for the people of God. And if you've never held a hymn book in your hands, then perhaps you can imagine instead your collection of music, whatever it is, I suspect on your computer, on your phone, most likely. It is really a wonderful record of the ways people have approached the God who we find in the scriptures and recorded that. Some of those records, some of those songs are full of ceremony. They are meant for very important and public events. And some other psalms are very, very personal, intimate even. Their mood also ranges from total despair to a very happy praise, and it encompasses everything in between, it seems. Anger, disappointment with God, feeling sorry for oneself, Gratitude, wonder, sometimes feeling utterly small in the face of God's greatness. Basically anything you can imagine, any emotions humans feel, one way or another they're there in the Psalms. Psalms show us that it's okay, in fact, totally okay to tell God how we're feeling. Whether we're happy, sad, or even a little bit mad. 
we may well be wrong, but telling God where we are at this moment is where it all starts, where change becomes possible. That's why Psalms continue to be such a great resource for God's people, as they have been across the ages. They teach us not to shy away from more difficult feelings or emotions that aren't nice or correct. It helps us to bring all of ourselves to God, the good and the bad and the ugly, just as we are. So that as we do that, things can begin shifting within us, dissolving our anger, perhaps lifting our despair, leading us into the presence of God, into wholeness and peace. And the psalm that we're about to hear is a little bit like that. It has some of the most beautiful lines ever written, as well as some fiery anger and an insistence on one's innocent. Let's hear it together. O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. Oh, that you would kill the wicked, O God, and that the bloodthirsty would depart from me. Those who speak of you maliciously and lift themselves up against you for evil. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Thank you so much, Katrina. 
I have a question for all of you. Maybe particularly for Bonnie, but others are very welcome to answer. Same as for online. What's the best place you've ever hidden for a hide-and-seek game? Any particularly good, mind you, if you're still playing it, maybe you don't want to divulge it, but you know. Any particularly good place you've ever found where you wasn't, where you, nobody could find you? Yes, eat it. In a curtain. In a, in a curtain. Yeah, turn yourself around and you're completely there. Neil? I can tell you the worst place. The worst place. Okay, we're getting the worst place. Very small kitchen. Very small kitchen. Uh -huh. And I hid from boys, but they won't remember this. I jumped up the top of the hob. Top of the hob in a very small galley kitchen. They couldn't find me, but there had been a small crack in the hob. And then the weight of me on the hob. <laughs> right. So it worked. So I won the game, but yes. It worked. It worked because Bonnie couldn't find Neil, her dad. However, there was a crack in the whole thing. You found yourself in the cooker, as I understand. Well, it was just bits of glass. Ish. Yeah, bits of glass and everything. Yeah, it wasn't worth it, was it? No. Right, very good. Any other um, exciting places? We used to play hide and seek in my home church when I was a kid. Um, we used to hide behind all the choir robes. Right. Back. So in the church, in the choir... Robes. Robes, so in the robes. Like sort right of behind right them. behind them all. That is good. That is very good. Okay. Not bad. Not bad at all. Guess what, though? You might have hidden so well nobody found you in the game, but there's no place we can go where God cannot find us. God is everywhere, a bit like the air we breathe. So wherever you are, God is with you always. Even when we'd rather God not see us or follow our paths or know what we're thinking, the psalm says, nope, God wins that game. And it can be a bit overwhelming because basically there's no way to escape from God's presence. That's what the psalmist says in the psalm that Katrina read for us. Mind you, Sometimes we manage to forget it. So for a short while, or maybe even for years, we manage to live as if God wasn't there or if God didn't care. And maybe that's your story. Maybe after a long time of hiding and wandering, you then had come home to God and decided to stop hiding. Or maybe you're still on your way. But wherever you find yourself this morning, think of this. God is already there, wherever you are, however you are. I'm reminded here of an observation which was made by one of the Jewish rabbis, Jewish teachers. So speaking out of his own uh, Jewish heritage, he said, as a person of faith, you, you can be totally committed to God, or at times you can be really disappointed with God, and tell God as much. You might even be very angry with God, maybe because there are a lot of bad things happening to good people and there's an injustice that you, 
you see and you think, this is just not right. You might even be in not speaking terms with God for a while because you're so upset. You can be in relationship to God in all sorts of ways because God is definitely strong enough to take it. But one thing, the rabbi said, one thing you cannot be as a person of faith, and that is to exist not in some kind of relationship with God. You cannot be without God. So as we live through, through, through today and throughout this whole week, let's pay attention to what kind of a relationship with God we have at the moment. And let's try to be as honest as we can before God, because frankly, there's no point in trying to hide, and it's not good for our health either. We will hear several versions of the psalm that we have heard read, and here is one of them that we're going to sing before Sunday school is happening, right? So you can decide how long you stick with us. We're going to use the Highland Cathedral tune. There are a lot of words to sing out, so we'll rest for longer pauses between the verses to recover a bit. <laughs> but here it is, uh, one of these beautiful renditions of the psalm. You are before me, Lord. You are behind.
join me. Probably you're thinking, not <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I'm so grateful that you have agreed. I know you said you're quite nervous. Terrified. Oh. And I'm sorry, but not sorry, if you know what I mean, <laughs> because I'm, I'm really looking forward to another opportunity to talk. Talk about our own lives, about our faith. Mm. And thank you so much for, for being willing to help us to do that this morning. At this season of our church life, you have noticed we already began such conversations, exploring our own stories of life and faith. Um, and it just strikes me how much I don't know about you. And probably I'm not the only one. So it's a, it's a privilege and thank you for being brave even if, if, if you are terrified, Joan. So, to start us off, would you be able to tell a little bit about your upbringing, your childhood? Where were you born? What was your childhood like? I was born and brought up in Glasgow and the West End at, out at Knightswood. I was actually born in Boshagri Avenue in a nursing mm -hmm. home there. Um, and as regards my childhood, a very good, stable home, home life, home background. Uh, very much revolving around church, which was St Margaret's Knightswood, which is that big church at Knightswood Cross with the big steeple on it. Um, all our family were involved there in various ways, um, myself included, and um, all our relatives are Church of Scotland. So. I'd like to, as we finish this part, I'd like to invite us to sing another version, another rendition, a well-known rendition of this psalm. Oh God, you search me and you know me. You will have noticed in all our songs, we do edit out the, the outburst. Um, so, so here it is again. Um, beloved by our congregation, no doubt. Maybe one more thing to say as I was looking at different translations. Um, the way it's usually translated um, in our Bibles is verse 13. Indeed, you yourself created my inward parts. The actual word for that is kidneys. Because kidneys in, in the Old Testament world were the seat of conscience. Um, that's where it all starts. So indeed, you yourself created my kidneys, my inner, inward parts my conscience. Oh God, you search me and you know me. And in spite of what the order of service says, it's not written by Johann List and translated by Lina Todd. It's actually a beloved uh, musician and author, Bernadette Farrell, who has written this beautiful song. Oh God, you search me and, me know, and you know me. Perhaps we might want to remain seated as we sing it together. God, you search me and you know me. All my thoughts lie open to your gaze. When I walk or lie down, you are before me. Ever the maker and keep 
Let us pray. Dear Lord, we give thanks that we can all be here today to hear Joan's story, to hear this discussion and through it, learn more about you. Lord, thank you for Joan's willingness to be open and to talk about how you have worked in her life. I pray that all of us found comfort and a challenge in her story today. Lord, as your Psalm says, you know us intricately and intimately from the time we were conceived to life eternal. You are before us and behind us. Some of us see this as restricting, but it is also a comfort. For every step forward I take into and with you, and every time I look back, I can see your work in my life. I thank you for your constant presence. Help me to be comforted, Lord, and not suffocated, to feel joy and not anger. Though, if I am angry, help me to remember that you can take my outburst. Help us to not be afraid of what you see, but also to be open with you about it, to talk with you about it. Even if those around us are not as accepting, help us to live true to how you call us, how you made us. In that vein, Lord, we pray for the people and churches in the Baptist Union of Scotland. We pray for Peterhead Baptist Church, for Judith Peary, the healthcare chaplain at Woodend and ARI. We also pray for Pitlockery Baptist Church and Pollock Baptist Church here in Glasgow. Help them to live true to your calling in their community. BMS World Missions ask us to remember that the, chur the churches on the ground who are key in their relief effort. They bring such hope to the people of the region, but they are often also in the middle of crises without warning. BMS asks us to pray that those churches will continue to be places of safety and hope for the communities around them. Have these churches in all around, dear Lord, that they may know your presence, even in the middle of a crisis. Lord, as we all leave this place, help us to remember that every step forward we take into you, and every time we look behind, we see you there. When we feel alone and only see one set of footprints behind us, Lord, help us to remember that it was then you carried us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, and thank you, Rachel. This brings us to the last hymn that we're going to sing today. And I wonder whether we can use it also as we continue to pray for the world, because the hymn itself is one that has traveled a lot. Some of you will know it from your childhood, potentially, from Sunday schools. At some point in the early 20th century, this hymn found its way into eastern parts of Europe where it was translated into Russian and other languages. And they kept the same melody of sorts, but they transposed it into a minor key, which is um, much more common as a harmony in Eastern Slavic countries. Um, so we'll sing the first verse in the Western style in the major key and then move into the minor key as a way hopefully to continue praying and traveling in this world of ours. This hymn, especially in the minor key, is no doubt going to be sung in a number of places in Ukraine, as well as Russia. Maybe not in Israel and Palestine, but they would know something of those 
tunes and those melodies and the, the emotion that comes there as we do that. So may this be our prayer for a savior who is like a shepherd to continue lead us. to serve the Lord, the Good Shepherd, finding peace and life in His love, bringing peace and life wherever God may send us. But don't go too far immediately. Rather, if you're online, then perhaps if you can, stay on to enjoy a conversation with a few others. And for those of us here on side, there is, I hope, coffee and tea to enjoy us. Again, we spend some time together, catching up on each other's stories, noticing anyone who could do with encouragement, and just being reminded once again 
how wonderfully each one of us has been made. Let us remain in God's love until we meet again. Amen.